0: Happy Mother's Day to all of you moms. Um, So, all of us had a mom, right? I assume. So let's give moms just a round of applause, just to say thank you, can we? Um, You know, I was thinking about Mother's Day, and I was thinking this past week, moms today have a lot that they're carrying, and uh, they just have a lot of responsibility in these last two years. I'm looking over at Kelly Kind of rough two years, huh, As answering for some of the moms in here, but I mean, all all moms just uh, carrying some things that they didn't uh, necessarily sign up to carry, like schooling and uh, watching kids 24 hours a day and uh, isolating in homes and stuff like that, and so it's been rough, and and uh, so I was going through, not just because of that, but I was looking um, on the internet, looking for just different ideas that people had for ways that we can make our lives feel a little lighter, you know just be a little lighter, because I thought the moms might appreciate some of those ideas they 're probably always looking for those, but also we 've been in a series about carrying uh, burdens, carrying loads, and uh, this world in itself also just feels a lot heavier right now. So I was looking through, got to these various websites, and, and uh, there were some ideas that they came up with one was um, enjoy the simple pleasures in life that are around you. I thought that was a that was a good one. Uh, focus on thankfulness. I don't know if any of you guys already do that, but just focusing on the things you're thankful for. Um, turn off the news, <laughs> right? That'd be a good one. Uh, that could help a bit. Um, do something nice for someone else. You know, we think about doing something nice for ourselves, but we don't often think about how doing something nice for someone else might. Uh, lighten things up a bit. But then I came across this one and it said, cook more food than you can possibly eat. <laughs> and I'm going, you know, I know what they were getting at because if you enjoy cooking, they were basically saying, why look at, just focus on the practical side of it? Why not just do what you enjoy? So do a bunch of it, cook more than you can possibly eat. But I read that and I thought, you know, this would not lighten my life up at all, What it? <laughs> In fact, because if I took the time to actually cook food, right, and I cook more than I could possibly eat, I would probably eat it anyway, which is going to make me quite a bit heavier. And then I would have the added heaviness because the price of food right now has shot way up. And so I feel extremely guilty for having put all that money into that food that I really didn't need. And plus, I know I'd hate myself when I got on the scale and I saw how heavy I actually became. So the heaviness just kind of, piles on for me for that one, so maybe skip that one. But the other ones, you know, I thought they were pretty good. Maybe take something and lighten up your life with it, right? Because we're all looking for that. Last week, we, we looked at a, a quote from Jesus, and Jesus said, actually, if we come to him, he will uh, take our burdens. He will make them lighter. He will give us a lighter load to carry, And when we looked at that, we we saw that he said that and he promised it because he wasn't just telling us he was going to take everything, but even the times that we go through, he said he would be with us in it, right? He would be carrying it for us. And also he promised to us that in all things, he would be working his good, not just for us, but also for those around us, for the world that we live in. And so that in itself lightens up some of the things that we have to go through because we know we're not alone. We know that we don't have to actually carry this thing by ourselves. And we know that, in fact, it is working good in this world. But knowing that he took took that burden and that he said he would carry our burdens, then we get to the verse that we're looking at today and it kind of makes you wonder why we find these two quotes in the same book, the one that says, I'm going to carry this for you. I'm going to lighten your load. But then the words that we find in our verse this morning, let's stand together as we look at our scripture, as we hear God's word for us this morning in Galatians 6, 2. It says, Galatians 6, 2, it says, bear one another's burdens. Now that doesn't sound like getting a lighter load, does it? Right? Sounds like not only am I taking on mine, but now I'm taking on yours as well. And then he makes it even heavier because he says, and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Well, that sounds serious, doesn't it? You know, I look at that and I go, how is this making my load lighter? How is this going to help me out in the least? I don't think I'm all that excited about looking at this one. Of course, I think about last week and I wasn't that excited about hearing about a yoke I had to take on either, but it ended up being okay. So if you guys are good, I think we'll dig into it. You want to try it? Yeah? I mean, it's up to you guys. You guys could leave right now and go home. You'd be fine, right? You wouldn't have to hear about any of this. But we're going to look at Galatians 6.2. The message this morning is titled, The Burden That We Bear. Father, I want to thank you for your word because you, uh, in your word is grace. Not just the grace to endure it, but there's actually a grace that lifts it and lifts the burden of um, God, of everything, of life, of re- the requirements of um, trying to find your love. We, we thought we had to carry it. We had to earn it. But God, in your word and through your son, we found that, no, you, you've been chasing us down. You have been making the way for us to know you. Making a way for us to uh, know that grace and that life that good life that you meant for us, that you intended for us, and that you call us into. So this morning, Father, uh, I just pray that your spirit would be here and fill this place. I pray that this place would be set apart for your work, that this would become a holy space where you get to do your work in us, that we would set our hesitations and our distractions aside, quiet our hearts, and that our ears and our eyes would be attentive to you or that our hearts would be listening. Plant this word deep, do your work in us, transform us so that we might truly become more like Jesus. We pray this in his name. Amen. You can have a seat. So when our kids were little, uh, anytime there was something to do, anytime there was a job to get done, they would run up to us and uh, they'd come up and say, Daddy, can I help right now i don't know what happens to kids between the time they're little and like late elementary school with somewhere that leaves their vocabulary but when they were little they used to come up and they'd say daddy can i help but it was always funny because uh, some of the funniest instances were when there was something like very large very heavy to either carry or to load into the car or something and they'd come running up and they'd say daddy can i help and i didn't want to squash their enthusiasm in you know for helping out and so i'd say of course you know sure you can help so they'd Without, without fail, they would go and they'd find the largest or the heaviest thing on the floor that they could try and help with. And they'd wrap their arms around it, and it usually was twice their size or twice their weight and couldn't help at all, couldn't lift it up. And so at that point, they'd turn to me and they'd say, Daddy, can you help, <laughs> right? So I'd go help them help me get this thing into the car, right? Isn't that how it often goes with God, Right? God has this work that he's doing in this world and we say, dad, can we help? He says, sure. So we go wrap ourselves around this thing and it's twice as big as we are. We say, can you help me help you, right? That's what most of what I think our spiritual life is made up of is daddy, can I help? And can you help me help you get this done? You know, there's no doubt in this, that this world is filled with heaviness. It didn't just start in the last couple of years. It's been around for a while, but it comes through sickness. It comes through death. It comes through war. It comes through hatred and sin, habits we can't shake. Sometimes just having too many dreary days in a row makes us feel heavier, right? There are internal things that we deal with. Sometimes we have imbalances where we don't have enough serotonin or we don't have enough dopamine going through our system or we don't have enough vitamin D and we feel heavy, and then sometimes there are those things that we take on. They're good things. They're responsibilities that we take on. And we want to invest ourselves in those things. They don't come at us. Instead, we, we volunteer for them. But there are times that even these things become heavy. So there are times that if we're in school, and, and right now in school, for seniors, and they're hitting like their, their finals, and they're hitting their final projects, and things are feeling heavy. Sometimes in parenting, being a mom, this is Mother's Day, sometimes being a mom, it's a joy of your life, but there's a heaviness that can come to it as well. Sometimes it's in our jobs, sometimes it's just in the transition that we make in our lives, and so even the good things in our lives can have this sense of weight to them at times, and in those times, we often want to find what can we do to lighten This load? What can we do to remove some of this weight? You know, it seems like one of the easiest ways to lighten the loads, if we think through it, would be if somebody else would just take it, right? If somebody would just, like, if I'm carrying a rock up a hill and I can just hand it to you, then I don't have the weight anymore, right? Now you got to deal with it, but at least it's not me. And so we look at a verse like Galatians 6 2, and we say, you know, maybe this can work out that way, because it says, Bear each other's burdens. So the thinking is, if it says bear each other's burdens and I have a burden, if you just take it, I wouldn't have it anymore. The problem is, is that our burdens don't work that way, do they? The things that we carry in life, they don't, they don't work out that way. The reality is, is that the burdens that we carry are ours alone to carry, aren't they? I can't very easily hand off anything that I'm actually carrying in my life that's meaningful to me. Uh, that's probably why three verses later from the verse that we looked at in Galatians 6.2, when you get to Galatians 6.5, it says, each one will carry, will bear his or her own load. We got to carry this weight on our own. And you're going, well, how do you put those two verses so close to each other? Carry each other's burdens, but you got to carry your own stuff. And how in the world does carrying each other's burdens, if we're not even able to do that, how does this, how is it going to fulfill this thing called the law of Christ? Because that sounds really heavy too, doesn't it? In fact, in, in the book of Galatians, now Galatians was written by this guy, the Apostle Paul. He was an early, one of the early leaders in the Christian church, in the Christian movement, and he wrote a good chunk of our New Testament, of the the scriptures that we have, just telling us about who Jesus was, about what living uh, that life that he had called us to, what that might look like. He wrote a lot of it. Well, he's writing this letter to this group of churches that are out in this region called Galatia. And in this this, uh, letter, he regularly, he's using this word law. But the way he uses it, he says, you know, because of what Jesus did, we're free from the law. And he says it over and over. We're freed from this law. And he's talking about these requirements of the law, these um, guides that God had given to Moses for the people of Israel. He says, we're not bound to those anymore. And they were things like, um, we don't have to abstain from eating pork anymore, right? Anybody a bacon eater? Anybody like? Usually I get all the guys who are raising their hands real high and waving them around. Please bring on, right? Well, in the Old Testament, God said, no, no, no pork. Well, we're not, we're not confined to that anymore. We don't have to bring a sacrifice to a temple in Jerusalem once a year to atone for our sins anymore. We don't have to, as a nation, go and lay our hands on a goat and send it out in the wilderness so it takes all of the national sins we can't remember out into the wilderness again. We don't have to do that. We're, not, we're free from the law. And he uses it this way consistently all the way through this book until we get to this last chapter, until we get to chapter 6, verse 2. And then he brings in this idea of the law of Christ. Well, all the way through, we've been thinking of the law as being these set of requirements that we've got to check the boxes off and we have to keep. So now we're going, oh, no, is there a law a new set of boxes we have to check off. A new, a new list that we have to keep in order to, to, again, just please God in order to measure up to that standard. Whereas he spent the whole first part of the book saying, no, you're, you're free from that kind of a law. In fact, what he shows is he says, no, there's a new kind of a law that we're talking about. And it's the law of Christ. Christ. We say, well, what is this law of Christ? Well, in, in essence, it is the, it's the very heart of Jesus. Is why he did what he did. And we are called to live that life, and not in our own strength, but he says, I will give you my spirit so that, that I will live that life out through you. You don't even have to carry the burden of trying to keep up with all this. You don't have to try and be like me. You just have to give yourself to me, and I will shape you to be like me. That is the law of Christ. But he says that something about this law of Christ, something about learning to live into this law of Christ has to do with learning to carry each other's burdens. Something about that act, that commitment brings us into becoming more like Jesus, living out more of the heart of Jesus Christ. Well, how do we do that? What does it mean to carry one another's burdens? Well, we've already seen that we can't take them from each other. I cannot take from you the sorrow that you feel if you have lost someone significant in your life. I can't take that from you. Because literally what that would mean is I would have to take from you the love that you have for that person that makes you sad that you don't have that anymore, right? I don't think you want me to do that. So I cannot take that burden from you. I cannot take from you the burden of the responsibilities that you have in your employment, in your job, in your career that come from just being there and doing a good job. I can't do that without first, I'd have to take from you the joy or the fulfillment and the excitement, the enthusiasm you have for either the job itself or for doing a job well. I'd have to take from you those things. And I don't think you want me to do that. So I can't take that burden from you. I can't take from you the burden of your sickness. If you're, if you're sick, if you're ill, if you're suffering in some way physically, I can't take that from you without literally taking on. I'd have to take from you. I'd have to kind of have that very sickness. It would have to come into me instead of into you. That would mean me taking that burden from you. And I hope we're better friends than that. I hope you aren't wishing that on me at all. So we look at that and we go, well, then what does it mean that we, we take and we carry someone else's burdens? Well, the, this word that's used in, in Galatians 6, 2, it doesn't literally mean that I take it from you and I take it like I take the stone as we're going up the hill and I carry the weight of it. It really means that I come alongside of you and I support you as you are carrying that burden that is yours to carry. I come alongside you and somehow help you, help lighten the weight of that, but it's still yours to carry. So I can support you during a time when you've lost someone, can't I? Sometimes it's just a matter of somebody showing up and that lightens that moment. It makes it more bearable because you're not in it on your own. Sometimes it's after that the person is gone and everybody else has kind of forgotten about you and it's that one person that keeps staying in touch and contacting. I can do that. I can. I can support you when you're stressed out because of the responsibilities in your job or because of a project that you're in charge of now and you don't have the time because of a series of trips you have to take. You can't be there to take. I can help you. I can support you in that. Now, if I'm on your team, I might be able to take pieces of it. Or if you're going to be gone for a while, I can come over, I can rake your leaves. Right? Yeah. (laughs) And I hope by that I'm amen. You meant, John, that you'd come over when I'm stressed out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) carry each other's burdens and so on. (laughs) We don't think about that very often, though, do we? Do you often think about how you might practically actually come alongside someone... How you could support someone when they are sick? Just bringing over some soup, just giving them a call, letting them know, you know, I'm going to commit to praying for you that God would help you get back on your feet, that God would heal you. Maybe going out and doing something practical. They can't get out, so you go buy groceries for them. You find out what they need and you do the errand for them. You guys, that is this very practical, literal way that we can. We don't carry the burden we don't take it from them, but at the same time, we're called by Jesus to fulfill the law of Christ, to come alongside and support, to give the support where we can as they're carrying that burden. How does that fulfill the law of Christ? Well, one of the ways is very clearly Jesus said there were two important, two important laws that we needed to remember, commands. The most important of all. One is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Remember that one. But the second, he said, is just as important. It's to love your neighbor as yourself. So let's say that you were, you were in loss or you were in sickness or you were stressed out. To ask yourself the question, what would I want someone else to do for me? How could, what would it be that someone could do for me in that moment that would show that they loved me? How can I do that for them? You guys, that's a way to fulfill the law of Christ. It's a practical way. We don't want to forget that. And I want to encourage you guys, we could end it right here and that would be enough, wouldn't it? But there's always more, (laughs) isn't there? There's always more with the with the word of God, there's always more. You dig just a little bit deeper and you find, you know what? There's also another whole level of this, a whole layer, because there is another kind of burden that we can actually be bearing. We can be carrying a load on behalf of someone else to support them in what they have to carry and what they face. And I would call these, these type of burdens we can carry, burdens of intercession. The word intercession it literally comes from the dictionary. It says to meet, to intervene into someone's situation on their behalf, for their benefit, for their good. I intervene in something that doesn't have anything to do with my good, but with their good, on their behalf. And sometimes, uh, just the things we we mentioned, showing up with soup when they're sick, or or just raking leaves when they're when they're overwhelmed. You guys, those are. A kind of intercession, aren't they? Because we're intervening. We're inserting ourselves into their life in a way that's for their benefit. It has nothing to do with us. Sometimes we talk about intercession as, as prayer. And we talk about praying for something that has nothing to do with me. It's praying for this other person and praying that, that God will be working in their situation and, and, will, and we use that as a way to say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to commit myself to plead on their behalf that their load might be lightened. So we call that intercession. But what if that prayer were to become an actual work that God called you into, right? What if that prayer weren't just something where you sit in your your comfortable couch or your chair in your living room and you shoot up ideas to God, right, about how he might make that that person's life easier? What if it was that God actually called you into a work, called you into an action that he said he would use to actually lighten their load. Because isn't that what Jesus did for us? Isn't that the core of what Jesus did? When he came and he lived a life in this world and he suffered, not for himself, he gained nothing by what he did, did he? But instead he suffered and all that he gained was for us. That is an act, a life of intercession. And Jesus, when he calls us, he makes it clear that he is calling us to a life of intercession so that our suffering, our challenges, some of the things that we face would actually be joined to the work of Christ for the sake of others, to continue and to complement, to be expressions of the work that he did to redeem the world, to restore the world, to save us, to lighten our load. When we follow Jesus in his own words, he said to us, he said, I, if you're going to follow me, you need to take up your cross and follow me, right? Right? And we love when Jesus says, I want you to come into the victory of the kingdom. And we love it when when he says, I want you to come into the glory of my father's house and to freedom from death. We love that. But when he says, if you're going to follow me, I need you to take up your cross and follow me. Nobody picks up a cross that's theirs. There's only one purpose that you'd lift up a cross. And that is because you're about to follow Jesus. You're about to suffer. You're about to be crucified. You are going to die to something as well. We don't like that call, do we? But he says, that is part of following me because when we join him, Paul says in Philippians 3, that to know Jesus is to know the fellowship of his sufferings as well, his struggle, his hard times. Peter says in 1 Peter 4.13 that we share in his sufferings. In Colossians 1.24, Paul, Paul goes to the extent that he says, You know what, all the suffering that you see in my life, it it is filling up the measure that was, and he says, was lacking in the sufferings, the afflictions of Christ. You go, I thought Jesus did everything that was necessary, and he did. But he invites us in, and we say, I want to help, and he says, okay, and then we get into it, and we find out what it really takes to help Jesus, and we say, help me. And he says, okay, I'll help you, help me. But that doesn't mean that he always pulls us out of the work. There are burdens that we can carry that are burdens, acts of intercession. Now, you guys, if if you're parents, you understand this, right? Sometimes you moms, you in a very real way, suffer for the sake of your kids. You go through hard times so that they won't have to. Dads, you do the same thing. You go out sometimes and you're, you work hard and you work extra hours or you work at work and then you come home and you play with the kids and you mow the lawn and you, do, you suffer, you carry a burden for your family. Some of you guys do this, you do this for friends. Friends. And you look at a friend and you say, you know what? You're having a hard time in your life right now and I'm coming alongside as a friend and I'm going to carry this. I'm going to actually take on something hard in my life on your behalf. That's an act of intercession. It's a, it's a responsibility. It's a, it's a taking on suffering on someone else's behalf, which is the very core of the law, the person, the heart of Christ, isn't it? that he would pay a debt so that we wouldn't have to, that he would bear a load so that we wouldn't have to. So when he calls us, we realize that he calls us into this life that sometimes our struggles, and sometimes we're not even asking for it necessarily, but a struggle comes into our life. But I I wanna ask you something. Does it help to know that when we belong to Christ, all of us, and we talked about this last week, all of us, is linked with him. All of us is brought into him. So that when we are brought in, when we have suffering, that happens in this world, no matter what. When we suffer in this world, unless we're suffering because we're just jerks, because that can happen, right? Because we said something we shouldn't have said, because we we did something that was mean-spirited and we have to go apologize. But those times that we're going, why am I suffering right now why am i carrying such a load right now why and we ask that and there was a a time in the new testament paul writes he says you know i had this thing and i'll just call it my thorn in the flesh it was something that was just an annoyance not just an annoyance but a, a constant hindrance and he he said i prayed three times that god would remove it from me he said no I said, my grace is sufficient because there was something that God was working, not just for Paul, but for all of those who Paul was going to impact. And he was working through that, that act of intercession that he would carry in his, in his body. He says, my grace is sufficient. My power is perfected in, in your weaknesses. So there are times in our lives where we face suffering, we Face challenge. We don't know where it comes from. We don't know why it is. We don't know why God won't remove it from us. Would it help if we would change our perspective and say, God, even give it to Him and just say, God, if this is being done, because I, because this, uh, everything in me, this suffering is being brought into the very suffering of Jesus, joined with that suffering for the redemption not only of myself but of this world, of others, then help me to do this work that you've called me into. Help me, not get out of this, but help me to get through this, to walk through this. Last week, we talked about how the promise of Jesus is that in all of the burdens that he asks us to take on, he says they will be lighter because one, he is in it with us, right? I want us to know these three things. He is in it with us, He carries it for us. And he always promises that through it, he is working the good, not just in our lives, but in the lives of others. Sometimes we are doing a work for others. We don't even know who it is we're doing the work for. But God has us joining with Jesus in the fellowship of his suffering. And we can count on the fact he is always working. For the good. He is always working for the work that Jesus set out to do, which is for the redemption and the restoration and the freedom, the salvation of this world. You guys, what are some practical ways that this might happen? Well, when I choose to align myself to the truth of God. In a world that has said, you know what, truth is defined by any person at any given moment by what they feel about how they want to define this world or define themselves, and they just and when those two come at odds, and I suffer because I I am challenged, I struggle, I, I bear some kind of weight because that I have chosen to say no, I will I will stay aligned to this truth that God has has made known through His Son and through His Word. When I bear that kind of burden, I join with Christ in the burden that he bore, in the burden that he continues to bear through his people so that this world might be saved. I don't have to be a jerk about it, right? I don't have to suffer because I I act obnoxious about it. But when I carry that, I join with Christ and thus fulfill the law of Christ, when I, when I join with Christ and I choose to lean into a generosity instead of, a, instead of a, a, a greediness that tries to hoard and tries to make my own life safe at the expense even of others, and I instead give stuff away and I set myself even at the point that it seems that I might become vulnerable because of that, to loss, and, to, and I bear that weight and that, that concern says that I I join with Christ in his sufferings. I fulfill the law of Christ. I am bearing the suffering so that in that act, and God is saying in that act, in that work that I do, he says he's not just working something in me, but he is actually working his work, is joined with Jesus in doing his work to redeem the world, to save the world. even when I'm hit by something like financial issues, even when I'm hit by something like physical illness, even when I'm hit by something like relational strife, and I go, God, where is this coming from? Why am I having to work through this? He says, instead, I should hand it to him and say, God, let this be joined to the very sufferings of Christ, the very burden that Jesus bore because of the brokenness and the sin of this world so that in it, I might not just see myself as a random victim of the brokenness of this place, but instead I might see that I am co-laboring with you as I struggle against sin, as I suffer because of the brokenness of this world, as I seek to help you in the work that you are doing. And we commit it to him. He says through that, he helps us Help him save the world, redeem the world, transform the world, amen? So how do we do this? What does it mean? (laughs) How can we practically live this out, this law of Christ? Well, the first thing I wanna say is this. Don't ever stop doing those practical things that intervene on the behalf of other people. Don't ever stop visiting those who are sick. Don't ever stop coming alongside of those who are in sorrow and in grief and just being there. Don't ever stop doing those random acts of kindness that just lighten the load for the people who are around you. Don't ever stop that. That truly fulfills the law of Christ. But beyond that, lean into those hard times that come up in your life. Lean into those challenges that you go, God, I don't know why I'm facing this. And lean in in this way, in that you, you give them to him. You dedicate them to him and say, God, if this is going to be a part of what you want me to walk through, if this is going to be the thorn in my flesh, then be here with me. I dedicate it to you so it can be used that it can be joined with the sufferings of Jesus, that it can be used for the redemption of the world and not just to make me feel like I'm broken and I'm a victim. Because that's not what's happening here. We are in Christ. If you're in Christ, he says he he has overcome this world already. You don't suffer needlessly or mindlessly or purposelessly, right? He said that you suffer, we join with him when we go through these times We can give that to him and he says, so lean into it, hand it to him and say, God, I am willing to go through this because I know you're in it with me. I know that you're carrying it for me and I know that you have promised that in anything that I walk through, you are using it for your good, not just in my life, but in the lives of those around you, around me. So I dedicate this to you. I give it to you. I will do this work with you if you will help me help you. And then the third is this. Get really good at supporting your brothers and sisters in Christ. Look around you and if you find people that are walking through this kind of these times of intercession, these times of struggle, come alongside. You can't take it from them. You can't take a work that God has them doing for his kingdom. You can't take that from them and they wouldn't want you to take that from them. You're not able to, you can't, but you can support them in it. We need to get good at coming alongside those who are struggling and, and encourage them in Christ. Encourage them to keep on with what God has called them to be and what he, that road that he's called them to walk. Encourage them with the fact that he is with us, that he never leaves us, that he is actually carrying this thing and we are joining him in it. And that also that there is no question that through all things, he is working his good. He's working his his perfections, not just for us, but for those we love, those we care about, those who surround us. He is still at work to save this world, to save this age, to save this generation, to bring them into the kingdom. And he is using us in order to walk that out with him. Carrying our burdens for others is not, not necessarily a hard task because he is with us, but it can be tough going and he's surrounded with the community of people that we might learn how to very well know how to do what Galatians 6.2 talks about. Carry one another's burdens, support one another in those burdens that we're carrying and thus fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. It's a tough word, you guys, isn't it? Every once in a while, God gives us something that I think is a little bit more of a challenge because this is, it'd be easy if he just called us into the easy stuff, wouldn't it? But he doesn't. He calls us into the life of Christ, into Jesus' life, because he says where this work is done, there's incredible reward. It's so worth it.